the way they conduct themselves and the way they've conducted themselves over certainly the last eight months as a playing squad is absolutely fantastic. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me, Pierre, Hoggy. We're just going to get cracking, gents. And the first question I'm going to ask you both is, is this World Cup campaign a failure? Hmm. Hoggy, you sound like you want to take that first. Hoggy, your face. Oh, what am I doing? Can you hear me still? Yeah. Um... No. Well, I think the players will feel it's a failure because they haven't qualified. And I think that group of players, not just the 11 that played, but everyone in the squad and the coaching staff all would have felt that they could have qualified at the group. So I think the players probably do see it as a bit of a failure, but I don't think it is that much of a failure like after the first game I don't know about you boys but I genuinely thought it was going to be a bit of a different campaign like it wasn't just going to be that that one victory I honestly thought they were going to I know they've got two wins in the last campaign as well but like I just I don't know I had a feeling just because West Indies are one of the better teams I thought they were going to go on and do it but not to be Liam failure it's hard to answer it in a yes no isn't it it's not an easy yes no um, no not a failure not a failure but just disappointing <laughs> <laughs> Pete yeah I'm going to say it is a failure it is a failure um, and only because it's a failure because of the result of the first game when we've beaten a side like the West Indies in the way that we did, you've got to say pump them. You pump them. Um, and you're thinking, well, maybe we didn't need lots of games into it. We know we've got some quality players. You know, we, we the conditions are probably favouring us. Tails are up, etc. Everything's going great. So, it, I, I mean, to lose that Irish game the way we did, that's a, that, that was a failure. And today was a it, it was a failure, and um, it's disappointing. The players, will, as you say, the players will feel like it's a failure. As supporters, we've our expectations are higher. T Twenty is a format where you can compete against more resourced nations, and um, and we are on a level playing field with all the sides in our group. Yes, they might all be full members, but. Having got the result that we got in the first round, it is it is a failure, sadly, that we're we're not celebrating being in the Super Twelves um, this weekend. Um, and and God, God, I'm really worried about where we go from here. To be honest with you, fair, fair. Okay, I'll take you I back. I don't know about level. I don't know about level playing fields because they aren't on a level playing field. Like all three of those teams are all on mega money, have mega budgets, and. Have- I've played more than two T20 games, like proper T20 games, in the last six months or something. 
four months. Like, and when, it would when be playing say, against other test teams. When I say level playing field, I think the quality of our players. Oh is yeah, as good. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. I, I, yeah, I mean that's, that the, that's the frustrating thing. We're we're not on a level playing field when it comes to resources, and I think that that's why yeah. I'm probably worried about the future and worried about because the only way you can get on level playing field resource wise is by by punching beyond your resources. And I feel like we've got the team to be able to do that. Unfortunately, as as immediately touched upon the last time, the team's getting older, and uh, and and that's perhaps was shown a little bit today as well. Mm. Fair. Okay, lads, next question. What changes would you have made if we have one more match in this tournament? So let's just say there was a group of five and we have one more game. What who would come in and who would go out? <laughs> this is like a, a news night grilling here, straight in. Um, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I think um, if you were making changes... Based on the 15 players that were over there, I would have probably considered um, bringing in Chris Sol. Give it, I think that his pace in Australian conditions would have helped. I'd have brought him in for Sharif because I think he had a poor, a relatively speaking, poor tournament. And I'm going to quote him again, Ronan Alexander on Twitter with his Crickviz stats point and demonstrated that quite clearly. Um, you could also argue a case for bringing in Hamza to here, but I think you'd you'd have to be dropping a batsman. I think you can't drop a batsman because I feel our tail at international level is too would be too long. Then you'd be having Mark Watt at number seven. You can't drop Mark Watt. I also don't think we necessarily need two out and out spinners. I think that Michael Lee still does did a pretty competent job with it with the ball. I mean, if in an ideal world, though, I, if, if we had one more game and we had all the players available in Scottish cricket, I'd probably be dropping Callum McLeod based on that performance today. Um, just, you know, it, uh, but, but he's a legend of Scottish cricket. But I would, I'd be thinking about bringing Ollie Hares uh, because if you think about it, somebody like Ollie Hares is the sort of guy who could get 60 off 30. And I don't actually believe that Barrington, McLeod, or Cross can do that actually at all. So, so those would be the changes I'd be making in a utopian world. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hog. Now, Liam, you take this one, mate. Um. Yeah, I think I think for the last game and a half, we let ourselves down, haven't we? Really, I think the previous game and a half. We look like the best team of the four. Um, so you'd have to make changes if there was another game after today's game. Um, and yeah, the batting just didn't fire, did it, lads? The batting just didn't fire today at all. It was like at one point, it was like it was like we were playing a 50-over match, wasn't it? It got Oh, it I was going to so say, slow. I didn't watch it. I got and, so and, and, it. What was it like? Were shots being we, played and going to fielders what, or...? One thing that's really worth pointing out, and actually, if you're thinking about another game, George Munsey's injured. There's no doubt in my mind he's injured, right? He's clearly injured. <laughs> like, he's battling through it, and he looks perfectly fine, but you can tell he's can't, he can't, he didn't display a single sweep shot. 
he didn't play a single reverse sweep shot. Now, I don't believe maybe he's put that away, but I'd be surprised if he has, given that the, the, um, the Zimbabwean players were playing it effectively in the second innings. I, I felt he was very restricted. So you'd, you'd maybe think about not playing him because he's injured. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're maybe right. And I think it's a bit of a, if that is true, because we think he might be, he didn't seem to move very well. And he did limp prior to his interview after the first game. Um, is that surely there's other He has got that could... kind of gate though, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. A plodder. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a wide gate. Uh, but I, I get, I get I, what you mean. Like, do you not? I, sorry. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I think, I think you've, it's a World Cup. We can't, you can't, you can't not be a hundred percent. And there's, and there's other players that can come in and and uh, and play. Um, it just, it just. He's, I don't know. I don't more, know. He, he was very honest as well. He was honest as well after it. To be fair, the mid midway he came out and spoke on Five Live, and he said that. Um, he said that. I think someone said, "Oh, you tried to be the anchor, or you tried to kind of play the long game." And he said, "No, that's rubbish." He said, "I just, it just didn't come off for me tonight. I just struggled under the lights, and I've not played under the lights in a year, um, and it was, it was difficult out there." So, very honest from uh, from months to be on um, from him, um, and he yeah. maybe maybe just he just struggled with conditions, as simple as that. Going back to your question, though, the question you set, Liam, who would you, what would you, what would you change in the side then? See, Davy bowled well today. I don't think Davy had bowled well in the previous two matches. So I would have I would have probably dropped a seamer and brought in Hamza. Um, then you've only got two seamers. Two seamers. Yeah, exactly. You boys, you boys haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Go on then, you tell us, Hog. No, I mean, Munzi's clearly injured, right? And you've got a squad of 15. And you've got, I would say, I and you're going to think this is ridiculous, but I'm classing Safi as a batter. I'm classing Watty as a batter. I've not seen Josh Davey bat in a while. But he used to be a quality bat, maybe not in a T20 game, but you never know. He might be. He might have been practicing his range hitting. I I think you've got to take out one of those batters. I think they've been too loyal. It's so hard for the coaching staff because again, how are they supposed to know their team really? They're they're just trying to. I don't know. It's it's so difficult because you don't play enough games to get a good understanding of players in different positions. Like it's probably harsh on Cloudy because he's batting lower down, but he's probably not used to batting that low down in a T Twenty game. It's, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I feel sorry for the coaching staff having to try and because they didn't really make any changes, but the same eleven all three games. Yeah, yeah, same eleven for three like, games. That's just. It's a bit. It's a bit fucking. I don't know. Like, you're just being a bit feared. Do you know what I mean? Like, Aye. Have yeah. a bit, have a bit, and just go for it. Like, it's frustrating because you know how good all the players are in the squad, and on their day, you could pick an eleven there, and it's going to be brilliant eleven if everything clicks. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it was just a little bit safe. And today, I obviously didn't watch it. I was following it on the commentary, the Crick Info, so I, I couldn't really see how the batters were going about it if there were if there was just good bowling or the pitch was sticky or whatever but like the fucking strike rates are terrible it, so it, bad it, the thing is as well and this goes back 
in some respects to the squad selection itself. I mean, I I, I think it was quite interesting picking, is it Brandon McMullen, right? But he has, I'm, I'm, from what I've seen of him, he's a very good player, but he's not played Scotland yet. Now, I think you can't, anybody who's saying today, or oh, you got you, I can't believe Matt Brandon McMullen didn't play. I mean, how how on earth you're gonna you can base that? He's going to play in one of the biggest games in Scotland's history. Having never Have you played seen that? Scotland. Has that been on Twitter? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them, a bit, a bit of them. <laughs> right? Okay, you can't really call that. The t- if you play Hamza, you're sacrificing a bat, or you're bowling with two seamers, which just you're not going to do, right? So I actually think that the options for the within the fifteen are quite limited because Seoul, yeah. For, for one of the other pacemen, he's got extra bit of pace. That's why I think you could have the squad selection could have could have involved a bit more of a kind of high risk selection, like Hairs, for example. I know I'm going to sound biased because I used to play with them at Watsonians and all the rest of that, but you know, for me, that seems like the kind of option you want on the bench in the T20 squad. Then, and, and yes, I, listen, I like you know, I like Craig Wallace, I really do, uh, but but he's probably coming. He's he's you know. Yeah, I mean, he's got the potential to to add a bit, but but really, who for again? Yeah. So, I've not answered the question. I would take out, literally, close your eyes and just pick a batsman. I think the easy decision would be to not pick Munzee because he's fucking injured. So, and I know he made 50, but he made 50 of 51 balls in a T20 game. It's like, just make 30 of nine balls and fuck off and let someone else come in and bat and let them try and do the same thing. Like, if you're number one in a T20 game, maybe maybe the tactics are for having an anchor to bat through, but just get fucking 35 off 10 balls and beat it. So I would, it's easy. If someone's injured, you don't pick them. You drop in a batter, fair enough. But then you've got, like, again, Whiskey batting too low down in the T20 game. Safi, more than capable batter. Uh, Watty, more than capable batter at international level. Do not start with an international level pish, Pete, what you said earlier, when but then he's not. going four overs. He's going four overs. But, 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 I'm sorry, but Mark, Mark Watt and, and Safi and Sharif are not. I don't think they're going to get 100%. you 25 of 10 balls at the end oh my of the 20 game. I don't 100%, think they are. 100%. No bother. No bother. They are when they're labelled as fucking bowlers by us. Anyway, I that's how I'm going. Seven, eight, nine. Pick them on for the form. How good they look in the nets, and that's it. To get, I think Hamza is such a good bowler. Like I know the boy Yasrana. That's fair play. If he's if his economy rate is eleven in the T20s this year, that's fair enough. But he's played two T20s this year, probably, probably against two of the best teams in the world. He might have had a bad day, but. I just think Hamza opening the bowling, it also gives you another proper spinner. Like, Greaves didn't even bowl there. They had to bowl cloudy. That, that blows my mind. Is that one of your questions? That, that yeah. Bowling. Yeah. That, that was pretty Sorry. mental, to be fair. But I, I got mean... a text, right? I got a text off my brother-in-law saying, this is mental. Like, what, what was the actual words he said? What did he say? Something like he, he was struggling to watch it. I was like, "Well, that'll be Grievo or Whiskey bowling. Fucking Cloudy's bowling. It's mental." With yeah, that was a qu- that bowl. was my question. Ball. 
Why Bell, why did McLeod bowl today? Ball. That was my next question is why did Cloudy bowl today? And why did he bowl that specific over where the game was so finely balanced and you've got overs in the bank? It's a mad yeah, call. Like, and is that and it came right after drinks. So was that like a premeditated? Does that come from the coaching staff? Because that's that's madness. There are two two reasons today why why we lost, right? Okay, in my opinion. One was we didn't score enough runs. We didn't bat, particularly in, you know, that when we were about three down. The difference between when Zimbabwe were three down and we were three down was Raza went 40 off 23, McLeod went 25 off 25, right? The second reason is decision-making, right? And unfortunately, we sung the praises of Richie Barrington for his decision-making against... Um, West Indies with his bowling choices. But today, the decision-making was muddled. It didn't really strike me they had a plan to win this game. They, they you know, Or if they were behind the curve, they, they didn't really have a plan. Uh, you know, and, and that was epitomized by McLeod bowling that over. You know, I felt we, you know, we, what opened the first two, the, the, the bowling in the first two games, and because I think we were behind, well behind, we opened with seam. I know there was a bit of swing around and it actually worked out quite well. I felt, we, we were just uh, the decision-making McLeod's bowl having an over some of the field positions, particularly when they needed to run a ball, which just it was all a bit bizarre, but, uh, but I suppose you learn from that, but not, not good today. Go ahead. William. Yeah. Uh, who's made that call? Holly? Who makes that call? What to ball cloudy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been Beryl, but... You think? Well, he's... Yeah, he's fucking wise enough to make his own... Pick his own bowlers. Just obviously thought... Golden arm or something. Like, anything... That, T20, anything could happen. He could have slapped one straight to point first ball. And we're all applauding the bowling change. Hmm. Like, fine lines in T20. It's just... It's just frustrating, honestly. It's so frustrating because, as you say, this group of players... and. I've had boys texting me, text me earlier in the week, like, oh, the West Indies are terrible. Um, how they beat the Scotland, basically. Oh, the West Indies batting has more firepower than any associate team. It's like, you haven't got a fucking clue what you're talking about. Like, truly, these people who like, oh, the support, no offence, Pete, support like fucking Somerset or something and follow England. It's like, you haven't got a clue who bats for Namibia. You haven't got a clue who bats for Scotland. Like, I haven't got a clue who bats for the West Indies. They're just going off fucking history. Like, genuinely, if Scotland played 10 games against Ireland, 10 games against the West Indies, 10 games against Zimbabwe in a year, Scotland win 15. Or there or thereabouts. It's not like, oh, you get the odd win. It's mm-hmm. fucking frustrating as, like. Mm-hmm. And at full strength, when you've got full squad and you can bring in players, whatever, give Wally a chance at top of order, go and twat it. And all the hairs, different different kettle of fish. But when it's these one-off games, you could you could tell, like, well, I couldn't tell since I'm watching, but like look from the outside looking in and reading the scorecard, it's like it looks like they felt the pressure where it's like it's, it's just didn't, didn't, like forget about it. You've got nothing to lose because everyone thinks that no one plays Scotland cricket in Scotland anyway, so just go out and fucking twat it. It's harsh. Yeah. I feel sorry for the boys, like hi. <sighs> That that is that is one thing I must admit is they the lads will know it more than anyone else and they don't need telling. But this is this is our pod, so we'll 
we'll talk openly about it. Um, I'll take us back to the Ireland game, lads. I just want to speak about the knock of Jones because um, it's going to largely be forgotten about, but it's got to be up there with one of the best knocks I've seen of a Scotland player, certainly on the global stage. Absolutely exceptional innings, that. He is an outstanding player, Michael Jones. He really is. Absolutely um, joke, like. Sorry? He's a joke. He's a joke. Oh, good he is. <laughs> he's really good. And a great he's young. Yeah, get him out of the team. Fucking hell. <laughs> he's he's young, he's he's Scottish. I mean it's it's good, it's really good to see. Yeah, so I mean what what um I mean I really hope that he doesn't end up doing so well. He ends up sort of mixing it with England. I'm not. I'm, I really thought it was a superb innings. Whack one on the roof, didn't he? Um, I, you know, he, the thing is, we're not going to be able to see it much of him because he's going to play county cricket all summer long. Um, but it'll be in those major tournaments where he can step up, I guess. Yeah, eighty-six off fifty-five balls. He's a proper he... scouser, is he not? Is he? He's a scouser. He's from Ormskirk. There we are. It's the whirl, isn't it? Down that way. Oh, that's posh, posh scouser. I'll be why he plays cricket. <laughs> Correct. But um, yeah, you're right. He's, he's probably, yeah, that's in a game like that where you need someone to get a big score and 170 mark if back Scotland nine times out of 10 to defend that. Yeah. So it's especially a great effort by him. Especially like halfway point, 65 for four. You know, I mean, Scotland are so on top of that game. And I think that's what's that's because what's stinging the most is that I thought we were there. I thought we were done. I thought that that's us. And then that partnership with Camphor and Doctor just started going. And they they hear something actually. They had no option. They had to go for it, didn't they? They had yeah. to go for it. They needed to go at tens, and they and they got what, them. What they did really well was they ran really well. When they didn't get fours or sixes, they got twos and threes. And I feel that that was something that really made me think Munsey's got uh, carrying an injury today because they didn't seem to be able to put it in the pockets and be able to run the twos um, very well. I think they moved the pitch across slightly, but... It's such a that, big difference, that, that. that. The running was, I think, because you were bleeding runs, thinking, well, you know, they were turning ones into twos very, very easily um, in that innings. And all of a sudden, it just runs away from you, and that's definitely what happened in that island game. I think we were. We, there was almost a moment where I think we thought we had it in the bag, and there were a couple of players on the back heels. They took those twos, and all of a sudden, it was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" And then it just went away. It was like, you know, runaway train type job. But yeah, yeah, it was. It was um, on your go, sorry. No, I'm just going back to the first innings. The shot that Jones hit. 98 meter six, and the sound of it hitting the roof of the stadium. <laughs> Do you see that? Mm. Mm. Absolutely disgrace. Like, yeah, I think stupid. he had, yeah, four sixes, six fours, 86 off 55 balls. And I, and he was slow going at the start, yeah, two off 10 or two something. off 10, mate. Yeah, two off 10. So 84 off 45 is another way of looking at it. Um, total. Crazy knock. I think he was on for a ton there, to be fair, if he'd bad out. Well, that is one thing that I was going to mention. The finish to that innings yeah. was horrendous. Was Two for five off the last eight deliveries. That is 
tough going. Like mm. I had to look at the last eight deliveries that Ireland faced. Obviously, it's different. They're chasing, but mm. none for twenty-one they were, and we mm. were two for five. Mm. Fucking hell! Total yeah. like took the momentum away. I know it's like cliched pish, but going into the going into the second innings, if you're as a bowler, you're going out there 196 on the board. You're more confident than you are with 176 on the board. Yeah. But as you say, we started well, 64, 64 for five or 65 for four or something. They yeah. Were, yeah. Halfway, 65 for yeah. four. And then it's got sometimes opposition just absolutely pipe it. I mean, again, I didn't watch it, but that's some knock by the boy Camper, like ridiculous. Was he 70 mm. or 30 or something? 72 off 32. They scored 119 off 57 balls. That was their partnership. Um, Ridiculous. That's something else. And and, to, and also some bizarre bowling in that game was they let McCarthy bowl four overs for 59. And the boy Camphor had two for nine off two. So. Uh, not required again. Saving it for the batting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking you see, the- it just that, that goes to show how challenging it is. You know, in the heat of a T Twenty game, you got to yeah, make exactly. you, you know you 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 make you 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 overback certain players in certain times. It's very hard to be a clear headed skipper in a T Twenty game. Um, yeah, the, I mean, especially yeah. nowadays, you get too yeah. many folk thinking they're fucking too clever with all their stats, pitch, and stuff. Like maybe Camphor only bowled two overs because he was bowling from a certain end, and he's better at bowling. He bowled fucking two better long half um, wide half volleys or something. So the coach was like, "Oh, he can't bowl them from the other end." Barry McCarthy bowls better from whatever, and he gets twatted. Like sometimes people overthink it, which you never know. Maybe that was the case with Scotland today, but just disappointing. Like, well, it's disappointing, but genuinely think they're get they're getting closer to. I think they competed in every game just frustrating like mm-hmm. I think I think it, did, it. it was a, it was a little bit like can we did go into our shells didn't we we did go into our shells and we just never really grasped the net especially with the batting today I don't you're, you're not going to win many games batting first scoring so little in a T20 that's that's the annoying thing because like, I know we spoke about, you boys mentioned it, about Irvin's innings for New Zealand, for Zimbabwe, and you were like, oh, batting like that is good when you've got someone to bat around you. But he knew he was only chasing 136, so you can do that. In the first innings, you can't get 50 off 50 balls. Like, on a pitch at a World Cup, it's not going to be that boy bat. It's not you're batting at fucking Kostorfin or something, where 50 off 50 balls might be like 150. That's that's the difference. Like you can, yeah. Craig Irvin can bat like that for Zimbabwe, but we can't bat like that in the first inning setting at all. It was just the, it was a bit too safe. Like, especially when you've got a fucking Bleeski sitting there waiting, coming in with 20 balls to go. No, it was, it was too safe. And um, I think, uh, I, I, I mean, in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing, but. I, I don't necessarily think bowling uh, batting first was was the was the way to go today, to be honest with you. Just jumping into that, that back into that game. Going from it was obviously that kind of dusky period of time. The ball seemed to be doing a bit sticking in the pitch a little bit more early on. Um our players, as they said, hadn't played under lights in quite a long time. So I think that adjustment, the eye adjustment that's that huge as well. Hundred percent. 
has to take place. So to bat to to bat first in that in that circumstance, I thought was even though it's what the data would tell you to do, I don't necessarily think lent itself to what we as a team was going to be best for us. Um, I, I, you know, so so that was another decision that I think didn't wasn't wasn't well executed today. Yeah. Okay, lads. Hopefully, it doesn't sound like we're being too negative. Like it's obviously disappointing, just as Scottish cricket fans, but they're. A team is good enough to can be competing against these teams in the last couple of days. The results have gone, haven't gone our way, but such fine lines like oh it's it's fine lines. And I think I think we've been very positive in the past about things. And I think I don't think there's any point in lamenting that there's a lot of reasons why this has happened that is well out of control of the players. You know, yeah, I think exactly. we, we would know what our best side is more if we could play more T20 games. We haven't been able to this year, probably mainly for finances, I assume. I worry about how many T20 games we're going to be able to play for that before the next World Cup. Um, I, we we know exactly. that these players are great, but they don't get the opportunity. You, you can't jump from playing in a S East uh, Premier or West Premier game to playing international cricket. Um, in this day and age, you just can't. We've had a, a lack of games, even at some, at some people level. think you can. Fucking hell. Some people think you can, but but you can't. So you know, I think that we, we we're positive in saying that I don't put I don't pin this on any players at all because I think they're fantastic players who've who'll be desperately frustrated that they've probably not performed as well as they could have done today. Um, we're still positive about the fact they're great players, but I think it is. It is sad. It is frustrating, but there's no point in continuing to lament the obvious hurdles that these guys have had to face coming in here this year. You know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You're hundred percent right, Pete. Hundred percent. That's that was my next question. You've kind of answer, answered it there. Like, as a cricket nation, are we where we should be? I mean, I, I wish we were. I, I don't. I. I that's a that's a good question, Liam. Because I, I think um, I think uh, we are um, we should be higher in truth because of the quality of player, but we're also dragged down by the lack of resources that we've got, and that comes down to funding from the ICC and the fact that we're associate, not a full member. It'll be very difficult right now for Cricket Scotland to get any form of sponsorship, given what's happened in the press. Um. There's obviously internal uh, internal costs that are that are going to be having to be met to, to meet quite understandably things like you know HR departments etc these kind of things so uh, we we are where we are but that that's based on a kind of push pull factor of the pull is we've got better two better players than where we should be the the negative is we don't have the resources to be anywhere near where we are you know so is where it is yeah the system still producing good enough players. It's just the players aren't getting enough opportunity to play. If the, if the national team were playing more games, the A team would play more games, and you you know bring on maybe two or three more players. But it's just not it's just not like that. You're picking from a smaller pool where it could easily be a bigger pool if there was. Well, saying that 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 European T10 league, some good performances there. You never know. The next five, six years, to keep doing that. Players will get an opportunity. I think that might help with T10. Like boys are going out with absolutely zero fear. I know they're probably playing against bloody plumbers and sparkies from Malta on an astroturf, but I wouldn't overlook the um, 
like the positives that'll have on their mentality when they go out to bat, especially like just go out and twat Absolutely. it, and boys will realise that they can do it. Mm-hmm. See, uh, I saw who was it? Um, your mate again, uh, Ronan Alexander. Was it Ronan? Rowan? Hmm? Yeah, Ronan. 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 Yeah, I knew it was Ronan. He was saying that all the hairs will score a hundred in a T10 game, and like he probably would, to be fair. Like the boundaries are obviously tiny, it's astroturf, but he probably could score 100 in a T10. The big loop. Yeah. The T20, the, sorry, the T10 is, a, I mean, I think it's blood. I, I totally agree <laughs> with you, Hoggy, in that it's got its value for producing players for T20, but as a format yeah. in itself, it's an absolute bloody joke. But that's that. <laughs> we could, we, I, could talk, I could talk for an hour about that, and I'm not going to. No. Okay. Next World Cup, lads, is in 2024. How many of that squad are not going to be in the next one? Oh, well, I'll tell you. I, I mean, I, I, think, I think there's changes. I think... I, I don't think there needed to be fundamental changes during the, the, the tournament, as we've kind of discussed there. But I think now the tournament's come to an end, there is changes that should be happening. And I think we've probably come to the end of the line with T20 for Callum McLeod. Um... You could even argue a case for Safi and Sharif, maybe even. Um, I think there's got to be question marks at the coach himself, actually, directly, because uh, it was a tough group. But I think if you actually look back over the last couple of years, for the quality of player, has he been getting them? Has he been getting the most out of them? Um, we've lost games in series that we shouldn't have done, uh, like in Aberdeen. We lost in to America. We lost the UAE. We, we, you know, we, we're in winning positions. We lost, so I think that that, that I'd be more thinking about the coaching staff than anything else. But yeah, I think there's one or two individuals who could come out. Who comes in? I don't know. You know, you hope guys like Jack Jarvis kick on. I know there's a few other players uh, that are showing a lot of promise as well. Uh, so yeah, that's what I would say. Yep. Hog. No, I don't think it's necessarily like picking players out because there's going to be availability problems like the county boys, there's going to be injuries. I think there's Scotland have got a group of 25 players who there probably wouldn't be that much of a drop-off or that much of a improvement if you really got the like the top 15 picked. It all depends on form. Again, it's difficult to pick form when your form in a league is completely different to your form playing in a in an international game. So just I just want them to get, say, 2023, if, if Scotland played 12 T20s, the, that impact, and play six of them at night, it would just make a huge difference. And hopefully they get more opportunities. I know what he played in the Blast and I think Munzee's played in the CPL and whatever. But the players not going over to Florida to play for the Scorpions against the fucking Crusaders on AstroTurf Get a gig in the in that UAE T20. Get a gig in the Big Bash and stuff like that. I see a few boys are in the in the. But they're not going to play. Bash. They're not going to play T20 next year because there's a 50 over World Cup. So they're going to focus on the 50, trying to qualify yeah, for that, aren't they? I know. It's <laughs> just so harsh. Yeah. <sighs> Any anyway, boys. What do you think, Liam? Are they where they are? <sighs> I'm just Mr. Sit on the fence, I'm not. But uh, embarrassing. I know. 
Like, do you know what? I think we're over. I think we probably have overachieved in terms of performance in the last five years. Definitely, we've become a lot closer to full playing nations in in all formats. Um, you know, if you look at back to you know when you first started watching cricket on the telly, like ninety nine World Cup and stuff like Scotland were miles away, miles away from those teams, and now. Do you know what I mean? Like if we if we qualified by beating Ireland or beating Zimbabwe or it raining, even if the rain did us a favour yesterday, um, and we went on and beat a couple of the, a couple more teams in the, in the big tournament, then it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a big surprise anymore. Do you know anymore? Whereas, that's the that's the annoying thing. Fifteen twenty years ago, it was, it was massive. Ah, about the rain, mate. Ah, oh, no, I was checking the forecast all the time, hoping it was going to rain. Oh no, nah, I wasn't praying for rain. I mean the. I mean the reaction, like oh Scotland beat West Indies, like yeah, well fucking of course they beat West Indies. Got yeah. a team of proper good cricket players. It's not it's not a surprise it's because we never play the West Indies that we never beat them. Yeah, like there would be so and much. That's value. that's the annoying thing. Oh, there would be so much. I I mean the amount of people are like oh these teams are already good. Why don't they play each other more? And the ICC are nuts about having England play seven OD at T20s against Pakistan. I appreciate there was a there was a reason for that. But, you know, random bilateral match tournaments between the top five team countries in the world oh, are nowhere near as entertaining as you take teams six down to 20 and play then play regular little tournaments against each other or regular series against each other. That is entertaining yeah. cricket. That's far better. And I think, actually, the general cricketing public out with Scotland, more in India, in Asia, they'd like to see that. I think there's a lot of entertainment value in that for sure. And you'd create new big names and actually create commercial value for our players, which which is what they need because they certainly don't get paid enough playing for cricket cricket for Scotland. Nah. Yeah, I think there's an, there's an awful lot that can be said for that. Hoggy, you'll know yourself. Like, these lads are... No, I, was on, I was on mega money, mate. Yeah, you were, actually. That's why we're in this financial <laughs> crisis that we are. But... Uh, or going towards yeah, exactly that. Like the sacrifices the players make to get as good as they are. Hundred percent for the people that are listening out there. Like these lads have given up a lot. They've given up a lot of their life, their and the chance of um, a high earning livelihood in order to play for their country. So, and a lot of people out there that uh, are behind a keyboard could. Uh, and that's do, why. Do and that's why. It's, yeah. And that's why it's hard. To, you can't criticize them, and and it's hard to criticize them individually. I, you know, it really is. I think. I, I, you know, they, they, the way they conduct themselves and the way they've conducted themselves over certainly the last eight months as a playing squad is absolutely fantastic. They are wonderfully professional and yet they are not paid like the professionals they deserve to be paid like. I think they're a massive credit to us all um, as part of the cricketing community in Scotland. It's, it's, it's a shame that people want to drop them, want to criticise them. These guys are not uh, superstars. They are human beings, and and I, I, it's it's so frustrating. And and I feel feel for them all. Yeah, echo those 100%. thoughts. You you'll be in the same boat, Hoggy. You've obviously been there, mate. But I just what could have been? Gonna, it's just part of being scored. When are we going to do our next pod? Then? I don't know, mate. Hopefully, we'll do, when you... do a review pod of the uh, the boys' night out in Hobart tonight. Ah, yes. <laughs> few stories but I've got, um, few, I've got a few people chomping at the bit to, to be guests on this by the way perfect Pete Jesus. hold that thought because we'll get them on no soon. MCC members that's for sure <laughs> right thanks for your time uh-huh. boys
Cheers, Liam. Cheers. Cheers.